Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T-52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. All right, boys, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Fabrica 5. Oh, yeah. It's a handcrafted and artisan story with the strong foundation of Rob Isla from Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame with Hamlet Paredes, Master Blender, and Cuban Cigar Legend. Love you, Rob. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners, they can get 10% off Con Anazo 5-packs and 25-count bundles starting right now. Using code LIZARDN6. That's coupon code LIZARDN6. What is Carlos Anzo says it? <laughs> <laughs> you can get worldwide free shipping as well on all orders over $125 US. The website is Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. That's right. The more you buy, the more you save. Exactly. And it's important to note, boys, the Cononazzo is the same size. Siglo 6. Siglo 6. Can't wait exactly, to try it. From Cohibo. Oh, yeah. These cigars are crafted and refined by feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the FOH community, and customers. That's How hard-nosed you. were you on that tasting yeah. panel? <laughs> yeah. I was pretty hard-nosed. You know, you are an elite insider. <laughs> Right. Did, did you retrohale? I just want to make sure you did. You can literally jump on the FOH forum right now and post detailed reviews that go straight to the powers that be. And you can tell Gizmo every <laughs> note that you got that he didn't Correct. from the retrohale. And Gizmo likes to get calls at 2 a.m. in bed. <laughs> Be part- <laughs> Become part of the FOH community today. Fabrica 5 is direct from the farm in Honduras to your hand, and they ship out of Miami, so there's no customs nightmare, which is awesome. That's awesome. Oh, Pagoda, you're safe. (laughs) Fair enough, you know. (laughs) Again, use code LIZARDN6, all one word, no space, for 10% off Cononazzo, five packs, and 25-count bundles starting right now at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. Free shipping on orders over $125 U.S. Must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards Podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo, and tonight I'm joined by Rooster, Senator Pagoda, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some whiskey, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 41st official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a New World cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We discuss how Pete Johnson built his brand, the change in power dynamic in professional sports, and we name our favorite retailers for New World cigars, all among a variety of other things for the next hour. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair Angel's Envy Rye Whiskey with Tatuaje Reserva Broadleaf in Regios. A Robusto from Tatuaje tonight, New World, the Reserva Broadleaf Regios. It is a 50 ring gauge cigar by five and a half inches long. Very rustic. You can see the lines. I don't know how. How do you guys feel about the construction on this thing? Yeah, lots of veins. Lots yeah, rustic. Of, yeah, very rustic, veiny. Uh, you can very clearly see the wrapper. Toothy. Yeah. yeah. Very toothy. You can see the lines on the wrapper here. It's nice. I like it. Yeah. But the wrapper smells good. It does. Not getting any distinct note, but it's good. It does smell nice. Yeah, just like Puba would say, I'm getting some sweetness on this wrapper. <laughs> 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 All right, boys, let's cut this thing. See, we're getting on the cold draw here. Second tatuaje we've ever done on the pod. First was the Petit Cazadores, which we did on our short smoke special. We all love that cigar. I think, I don't know if you loved it, Pagoda, but I think the rest of us really, really love that cigar. Oh, yeah. I doubt Puba loved it. Yeah, I don't, uh, Puba didn't like it. I know that. But uh, I, I really love it. So I don't have a lot of experience with tatuaje. I'm excited to try this tonight. This apparently is a pretty popular uh, cigar for tatuaje. So. What are you guys getting on the uh, on the cold draw? Slight raisin, bit a bit of raisin. 
Mm-hmm. Definitely the dried fruit. Yeah. A little peppery. That's about it. The wrapper's just tasty. Yeah. Mm. It tastes it's interesting. Yeah. All right, boys, let's light this thing. The Tatua Hay. Reserva Broadleaf Regios. Again, it's a Robusto, 50 ring gauge by five and a half inches. You know, as I'm lighting this big new world, I'm realizing a torch would be more appropriate for this cigar. Yeah, these, I'll just borrow my lighter. these single flame lighters that most of us use, Pagoda uses a creme brulee lighter. Uh, <laughs> it was. <laughs> you know, when you go to a restaurant, and they make a creme brulee in front of you, they, they caramelize mm. the sugar. Yep. It's like a blowtorch. That's what he uses. <laughs> Pagoda carries a propane. Tank. Propane yeah, it's a tank, tank outside. Well, it was 10 bucks. <laughs> I'm going to buy you an ST DuPont. <laughs> no, please don't. I'll lose it. But, you know, to your point here, Bam, this is definitely taking a lot of yeah. a lot of fire to get this thing going. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to share my lighter. Just hold on. It says a lot about what we smoke a lot. Yeah. yeah. Nope, I got a pagoda. Thank you. We've had, you know, we've had a pretty good run here of, uh, of New Worlds on the pod with ratings and whatnot. So I'm hoping this keeps up tonight, uh, being the first full-size tattoo that we've done. So I guess we'll see. I like it. Wow. I like spice. it on the light. Yeah, spice. Yeah. yeah, a lot of spice on the light. A lot of flavor. Oh, wow. So you like it, huh? I like <laughs> it. This is uh, pretty good on the light. I mean, keeping the fingers crossed, but pretty tasty. The smoke is like... It's good aroma. It's yeah. like thick. Thick. Yes. Grain. I almost don't use the word grainy. Hmm? Degree. Um, this would be a great morning smoke. <laughs> for you I kind of agree I'll smoke this in the morning yeah with a triple espresso <laughs> on a windy day yeah humid so this is an all Nicaraguan binder and filler blend uh, and then they use a different uh, broadleaf wrapper on it I guess this is the second of the uh, reserva releases that Pete Johnson has done with Tatuaje and this one they put the broadleaf on it um, and apparently has become a very, very popular cigar. It got a 90 from Cigar Aficionado. And uh, the brick and mortar that I bought these from said this is the most popular selling tatuaje that they have. Wow. Which surprised me. How much? No, this was about 15 bucks. But, you know, I, I got to tell you, I really like how this feels in the hand. Yeah. You know, if for being a Robusto, it's a little longer, I guess, than uh, like a 50 by 5, 50 by 5 and a quarter. Um, but it just feels good in the hand. It's it's packed well. Yeah, it's not overfilled. No, it's good draw. Yeah, yeah. good. You know, good amount of smoke coming good looking, out. Of the, good looking cigar. Good looking. Definitely getting hints of the Petit Cazadores Tatuaje flavors that I love. They're mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, definitely a distant cousin though. But yep. but I can taste that. I can taste that. I'm getting some like grainy stuff in my it's mouth. It's a bit harsh for me. Too. A, a little tiny bit, maybe. For me, not harsh, but yeah. It, it, and Giz said this before. It, it's like a grainy, thick smoke in that it's not creamy. Yeah, it's almost like there's granules or something yeah. in the smoke. Like, you know when you get like a toothpaste that's blue and it has like those little crystals in it? Yep. It's almost like that kind of texture yep. in my mouth right now from the smoke. Tons of combustion. Is that from the smoke or, I mean, how could you get <laughs> No, it's just, I'm saying it's just, it just, there's like, no, some, like it's, it's a heavy, it's, like, it's, it's like a heavy gritty, smoke. Like grit. It's heavy. Yeah. It's like gritty in your teeth. That's what like I mean. I'm like kind of grinding it in my teeth. I don't know what that is. Very odd. So the cigar comes with the classic brown Tatuaje band. And then it has a second band, which is uh, gold and black that says Reserva Broadleaf on it. Which are super loose. This is the uh, Florida leaf, right? The symbol. Yes, yes the Florida leaf. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. So you like the black label tatuajes, correct? Rooster? I do like some of the black labels, but the problem that I've had over the over the past with most of the tatuajes, except the petite casadores, because it's so small, that they usually they start off great. You know, like the first third, you get a lot of flavor. And about the halfway point, they kind of don't really keep that up. 
So I'm usually disappointed in the last third of the cigar, typically with tattoo eyes, whether it be the, there's a Noella line, there's a black label, most of them. But we'll see how this goes. I mean, so far this is delivering. There's a lot of pepper on it, a lot of spice. Yeah, um, it's definitely, I would definitely say this is a full flavored cigar. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm not ready for it right now. It's very peppery. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. hit me on the pepper too. Wasn't expecting it to be so hard. So you know, you know we've been smoking full. a lot of uh, Cuban cigars. Yeah. yeah. So this flavor, it takes we're, you. We're a little surprise. bit, a little bit out of touch with this flavor profile. Yeah. You know, Cubans are like very mm-hmm. floral, very uh, really. Like, but you know, even, medium. but I would argue that even the New Worlds we've done recently, even the Nicaraguan New Worlds. Yeah, they were like on the, the aging sweeter. room. Yeah. They're, they're yeah, they they're more they're less peppery. They're more sweet. And this is the opposite. Yeah, Thank I can't you. think of the Thank Fuentes. Yeah. It wasn't a lot of pepper. Yeah. I, I completely agree with what you said, Gizmo. Yeah. I, I would just say two observations on the light. There you go, Rooster. On the light. Um, <laughs> the, the first is... OTL. On, on the light. Um, <laughs> it's like Marv Albert from downtown. <laughs> on the light. <laughs> on the light. I'm getting so much flavor out of this. <laughs> And, but then, the, and then the glasses come down a bit. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two, two observations, though. The first, this is not for the faint of heart. This is a very full cigar. This oh, yeah. is probably oh, yeah. the most full tatouage I've ever had. This is a cigar after a big, heavy meal would pair perfectly uh, right after that. That's, that's it's, the first It's thing. a lot like the Padron 90th. I agree. It yeah. is. This is Tatuaje's version of the 90th. I think the 90th is smoother than this. Smoother, yeah. yeah not comparing. I'm just saying it's yeah. their yeah, analog yeah, yeah. to this that. Has That's more, true. This has more spice. Similar DNA. Similar DNA, yeah. The, the second thing uh, that I'm happy about, a lot of Tatuajes, I get heavy barnyard notes that I think I've mentioned this before. I, I'm not a huge fan of a ton of barnyard in a cigar. Some is fine, but sometimes it can be a little overpowering for me in Tatuajes, and this doesn't have that this is very like usually every tatuaje light up it starts with some barnyard and then opens up into other flavors and this is more like darker richer i get a deep espresso here but espresso notes and spice and i i like the flavor profile uh but you know bam city's not ready for the it's this Mm. is a lot you gotta oh yeah this is to be smoked slowly and uh after a meal yeah. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> oh, for Pagoda. This, yeah, this is, is right your wheelhouse. This is velvet I'm for curi- uh, Honestly, I am curious what you think of this because when I smoke a cigar like this, I do think of your palate. Yeah. Like, th- this is right in your wheelhouse. No, absolutely. I'm really enjoying it from the very... From this should be called a Pagoda Reserva. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what it is? Is I haven't had a lot of tattoo eyes. Uh, uh, but do you remember, you had introduced me to the T110. Yeah, the T110, yep. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. It's been a really long time since we've had yeah, that. Yeah, we, we haven't had that. It's probably been almost a year now. Yeah, it's been a... Yeah. I'll, bring, I'll bring a couple for you. Yeah, those were really, really enjoyable. Yeah, I do like those cigars. I, will I do say, like those cigars. Sorry, I will say, though, Batman, I mean, you mentioned harshness. I'm not getting any harshness in this. No? I think you're classifying harshness as oomph. Probably, and I'm not ready for it, so yeah. it's, it's kind of catching me off guard yeah, the, a bit. The strength of the cigar. Yeah, is, uh, I haven't had a cigar like this in quite a while. You know, an Exclusiva for me is a full-flavored cigar, but it's so well, delicious I mean, and you love the Davidoff Millenniums. I mean, those are pretty full. Yeah, but much they're smoother. Medium that's like, that's like delivered in like a well, Not this level of Bentley. spice, but they're full. Yeah, that's, that's, this is, that's in another world classification, in my opinion, than this cigar. I mean, the fact that we yeah. compared this to a 90th, uh, that's similar in a DNA. unique category. Yeah. 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 Of just truly full flavor mm-hmm. from the light all the way down to the end, where I think like a millennium to me mm. starts medium and ends medium full. I would never say millennium Agreed. is a f- true full yeah, cigar. Medium full. I Absolutely agree. But this is full right, off, right from the start. Right from the get. I would also compare this to a La Flor Dominicana, the chisel. Oh, dude, that's a killer cigar from the point of view that's of an uh, excellent the body and the, and the flavorness. Wow. Yeah. Oh. I've never had it. You I've guys like that? Heard of it. Yeah, what is that? I've, I've had never that. heard of it. I've had double, that. Double Leguero chisel. Chisel? Yes. Really? The end of the cigar, the tip, it's, it's like Wait a like second. Flat. Wait a second. Is this the one that they advertise as the only... The world's only patented cigar that because of the know. shape. I don't know. I think it is. Maybe you're right. What's the shape? 
they, that's like a chisel on the end. You know those plastic tips that guys buy and put it on their end of the cigar where that's it flattens it, out? It's it exactly like. like that. Yeah. Kind of yeah. strange. I don't know it's, how I feel about that. But it's a full, it's like a really a full Exceptionally cigar. Exceptionally full Because they use a lot of Leggero leaf in that. Mm-hmm. So it gives it a lot of strength. Oh, yeah. I mean, you smoke that in that afternoon. You're going to need like two Motrins. You're flying you high. You get a, <laughs> you get a fucking headache. Two 800 milligram Motrins. <laughs> and some Afrin for Cuba. A little, cream, <laughs> a little cream cigarette at the end. <laughs> yeah, this has definitely got a lot of oomph, boys. A lot I'm, of oomph. I like it. Yeah. I do too. I, I don't find it harsh. Just a lot of flavor. Got to get into it. There's Ashigwell. Yeah. Oh, it's bright white. It's bright white ash. ash, Yeah. Yeah. And razor sharp. Razor sharp. I'm just curious how it performs, like, you know, after, you know, after like the halfway point. That's the key to any tattoo I had to me. Yeah. How were these when you you first sourced them? When did you get these? How long ago? I got these, I guess, about two weeks ago. Were they soft? They were definitely more spongy than this. Okay. I put them in my nice. humidor in the singles tray with my Cubans at 62 to try to it feels pu- pull them down. So they're definitely feels good. better yeah. than they were when I got them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, the, like you said, the, the, the burn line's perfect. Yeah. Bright white ash. I had my first Tatuaje at our former lounge. I think, Rooster, you may have given me one. What had a little black band on it. Yeah, just a black band, a black label. I did love that cigar. I didn't know any better, but I, I loved it. So uh, Tatawahe was, you know, we discussed this with the Petit Cazador. So I'll just do a brief little history again on Tatawahe. Uh, so the word Tatawahe obviously means the uh, tattoo in Spanish, and it's named. It's reflecting uh, Pete Johnson, the founder of the the company. He has a lot of tattoos, so he named the company Tatawahe, and it was developed by him and Don Pepin, who worked. Um, in very close collaboration in blending, marketing, branding to build, uh, to build this cigar uh, empire. And uh, they were first released in 2003, so almost 20 years ago. So I would assume that next year in 2023, he's going to do some pretty wild 20th anniversary cigars. Interesting. would be my assumption. But, mm. I mean, the brand is very, very popular. I mean, yeah. people are very passionate about Tatuaje cigars. He does a lot of seasonal stuff, a lot mm. of like Halloween. Halloween, Halloween the monsters. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he does a pack. Is it a pack of ten or a pack of twelve? Um, something like that. Yeah, unique I mean, cigars. I, I don't really look for them, but it has. I call a, it the Monster Mash. I think it has a following. <laughs> yeah, they love people it. Really Pe- people them. also really chase their TAA annual release every year. I feel like I, when you're in a cigar lounge, you hear guys talk about, "Oh, I had the 2014 TAA. I still have them." <laughs> um, some of the older ones, I think, are pretty good. I, I think I've only bought. Uh, a newer one. It must have been during the pandemic, maybe 2020. Not great, but I think some of the darker wrapper, fuller flavor ones are actually really nice. You know what this also reminds me of? The Liga 9. A yeah. spicier version of the Liga spicier 9. Spicier than Liga 9. Not as velvety, though. Agreed. Uh, I find that Liga is much, velvet, much more velvety. Mm, Liga 9 had much more smoke output. Oh, yeah. Remember that? that was Remember the, that room? The smoke output was almost obscene. Uh, yeah. yeah. Never seen a cigar what, with that I much mean, smoke What I love output. about Overwhelming. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A ton of raisin in that. I really love that mm. cigar. Yeah. And a bit sweeter. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's right. This is spicier. Right. I just mean in like strength yeah. and body. 100% agree. Yeah. Did yeah. that have a Maduro wrapper? No. Or it was really dark, right? It wasn't really a Maduro. Dark. It was, yeah, I think it was all Oscurio. Yes. Right? I think that's correct. I think that's correct. Oscurio, I think it just means black. Black. And they, they come from, I think, Ecuadorian. They're probably Ecuadorian rappers. I'm not sure. Don't, like, so I have he, no memory. So here's something I want to ask you guys about, because <clears throat> I don't understand why you would market the cigar like this. They say this is influenced, this cigar is influenced by Cuban, Cuban cigars. No way. So no. I don't think that this is... And not in a, I'm not criticizing no. it, but the comparison is just way off, I think. I don't know which Cuban cigar they're talking about or comparing yeah, it I to. I don't think there's, there's nothing. There's no Cuban cigar there where you get this much spice out of. Nope. Not even the Maduro no. one. I agree. Yeah. There's nothing like this. I, it's and a that, ridiculous comparison. That Maduro <laughs> one is probably the most full-flavored Cuban, I would say. And I happen to love that cigar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of a single Cuban that is even in 
the same ballpark as But this. what's funky about this? I'm starting to really like this now. I am getting a deep espresso, but a little bit of dried fruit. Kind of weird. pepper has subsided, subsided a little bit. It has. Yeah. Which is good. Yes. Because yeah. it was a blast to start, right. and now it's it's kind of settled in oh, yeah. where it should be. I lost some hair follicles from that first. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine me. <laughs> Are you breathing better? <laughs> So I wonder what, what gives tobacco that's pepper flavor? I mean, I'm sure it's the Leggero leaf that they put in that has the strength. Yeah, yeah. the most intense, intense yeah. leaf that they can get. Full sun, is that right? A lot of sun, I would imagine. Yeah. It's a top leaf. Yeah. 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 It's actually pretty pretty tasty right now. So yeah. you're coming around on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, when I take a sip of this. I was just going to say. It... Um, I don't know. See, I'm, I'm loving it. It's a very holiday-esque type of drink. A lot of nutmeg and cinnamon in this thing. I completely agree. Right? You're not wrong, but I will say that the sweetness of the drink we're having is really pairing nicely for me with this spicy cigar. For me, up front on this first sip, it, there's bite, but the finish is quite nice. Yeah. Why don't we, for me. What are we drinking? Why don't we... Yeah, let's Angels talk about Envy. that. <laughs> Good point, boys. <laughs> Angels Envy, rye, correct? Yeah. So um, I've not had much Angels Envy at all. Uh, maybe I've had random sips here and there from folks who've given it to me. I've never purchased a bottle. I've never, I'm not a bourbon guy. Yeah. Um, you know, we kind of, I kind of stay in my lane as far as whiskey goes, but this is very, very good. But I do agree. It does have that kind of holiday. Yeah you know, winter kind of vibe to it. It's unusual for me. It's cinnamon and nutmeg up front. In the middle, I get maple. And on the finish, I get it. It's, a nice, it's really nice on the finish. I think maple is the most pronounced flavor that I get. Okay. I get that in the middle as I swirl it around. What do you think of a pagoda? No, I really, I really enjoy it. Uh, he needs actually. a refill. No, uh, uh, he's got plenty of there. <laughs> a buddy of mine introduced me to uh, this a couple of years ago. And... Uh, um, I remember just having it with, uh, you know, uh, on the rocks with one big cube of ice, and it was just delicious and just got into it. I think and with ice, the vis- this is a seriously, it's a viscous drink, right? It's heavier. With a chip of ice, I think it'd be probably easier to drink. Uh, but yeah, very, very delicious, sweet, very desserty. How much is a, a bottle of this? It's 90 bucks. Wow. Not cheap. No. 90, I, I, that's expensive. That, yeah. Total Wine has it, I think, 85, but it's right around. Yeah. I would have anticipated this being somewhere between 50 and 60, personally. So yeah, this is, a, is, is this a bourbon? A rye. A rye. So rye. So rye whiskey. Rye whiskey, yeah. You know, I just took a sip of it now. It, it, it kinda got a, I kind of got a hit of like medicine, like okay. medicinal flavor. I'm, I'm glad you said that. So I, <laughs> I, I'm holding back my judgment because I'm actually not an Angel's Envy fan. Again, I'm not a bourbon drinker, but, you know, inevitably you go to people's homes and some guys really love bourbon, so you you try stuff along the way. Angel's Envy, to me, has always had this, a lot of cinnamon, which is a note that I would normally appreciate, but it's it's done in a way that tastes medicinal to me, almost like cough syrup. So I don't love Angel's Envy generally. I think this can work and when bam said this is like a holiday drink like as soon as i took the first sip immediately all i thought of in my head was christmas time sitting around a fireplace this is exactly the type of after dinner drink that i could see people really appreciating and that i wouldn't even mind even though i'm not a huge fan of the brand um so i think it's for someone that's really looking for a sweet with baking spice kind of after dinner drink. Agreed. Let's try it with ice. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Great idea. Garcon? Pagoda will be uh, Garcon tonight. Excellent. Iceman. 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 I like it. <laughs> so while Pagoda's getting us some ice, you know, I, I think that what I appreciate about what Tatuaje and Pete Johnson have done, let's call it new blood in the cigar industry. I think it's a really good thing, kind of like Angel's Envy. Like we're, we're, we're consuming two wow, products. Ice helps a lot. Thank you. Yep. Now I actually like the cinnamon with ice. Yeah. Where's it, the bottle? It's right, uh, yeah, right by it's you. to the left of Gizmo. Oh, it's much better with ice. 
Yeah, it just takes the a little bit of that bite off up front, and it levels out the the notes. Yeah. And I actually think I like it chilled. Yeah. Versus, you know, uh, room temperature. As it settles. I, I 100% agree. And, and the thing we have to understand, right, with a lot of bourbons and rye, they're higher proof. They need a little ice or a little water mm-hmm. to open up and just mellow out a bit. I think if you even look at the proof of this bottle. 100 proof. Yeah. It's 100 proof. Wow. Uh, so it's pretty high. It, it needs that. So yeah. 50% yeah. Uh, yeah. Bottle, yeah. And I think with ice, it, it's actually, it's pleasant. Yeah. It's good. Without ice, I can put that in my car. It's a, it's a good it's a, it's a good looking bottle it really it is. is they yeah. do they do a nice job with the bottle and the yeah. marketing you know and, and we're, we're we're consuming two products tonight that are created by new entrants to their respective markets right so angel's envy is a new entrant to the bourbon market and and whiskey market and tatuaje is the same and i you know i, I i'm curious i know uh senator has some info on on angel's envy which i want to get to but the Tatawahe thing is really interesting to me in that Pete Johnson's a 20-year entrant into the cigar community and has really, really carved out a, a very special niche for himself. And when I say niche, I don't mean small. Like, Tatawahe's huge and has a huge following. And to have only done that in 20 years is a major accomplishment when you're considering the other brands that have been around for 50, 100, a couple hundreds of years if you if you look at the Cuban brands that have been, you know, uh, migrated to New World cigars, I think it's pretty remarkable. Yeah, it's a ubiquitous brand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it's perfect that we pair these together in the sense that, like you pointed out, these are new entrants. I was stunned just reading quickly about Angel's Envy. They were only founded in 2010. Wow. 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 Talk about so a new brand. So they're 12 years old. 12 years old. And wow. they didn't open their doors to their full production distillery in Louisville until 2016. Wow. I, it, it's I would just, have thought they've, they've been around for 30 years. Mm. Same. I, I was really shocked by yeah. this. And I think also where there's some parallel with Tatuaje, I think Tatuaje is viewed in many ways as kind of a, an innovator. They're trying new and different things, right? There's nothing bland or um, ordinary about Tatuaje and, and uh, Pete Johnson. Is that his name? And his approach, there's nothing, nothing ordinary about him. And I think with this, the bourbon and the rye they make, their two most popular products, um, how they finish them is very unique. So the traditional way for any bourbon, right, they finish them in like charred oak barrels. And for their bourbon, it's finished in port wine barrels. Oh, wow. And for the rye that we're drinking, it's finished in Caribbean rum casks. Interesting. Wow. Which I think is very cool and unique. Yeah. So I, I think both of them are kind of really shaking things up in their respective industries. Cool. I, I mean, listen, I don't reach for Tatuaje a lot. I said that already. But I really appreciate what the guy has done for of the course, industry. Of course. And, and how important he's become. I mean, he's a major advocate in the fight against the FDA alongside Padron and Fuente and some of the others. Like, he is a very involved, vocal part of this community. He's very passionate about it. And even though I may not reach for the cigars a lot, I really appreciate what he's doing. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised he doesn't grow his own tobacco. Yeah. Yeah. Who rolls for him? We, we covered this. Well, I just don't the, remember. The Pepin, Don Pepin. Oh, right. Okay. Garcia family, right? Yeah. It's Jaime Garcia and uh, Pepin Garcia. This is getting sweeter. Yeah. This stick. Yeah. It's weird, but you're right. Which now is pairing, I think, really well with the so rye. I was yes. just going to ask. So you don't think that it's the influence of the whiskey Say, no, I, I, can, I can vouch for that because I'm not drinking that whiskey. So yeah. the pepper has almost almost gone. Yep. And you're getting sweeter notes of like deep espresso. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting a little bit of like a little nuttiness, like a little walnut maybe. Yeah. A faint hint of uh, baking spice maybe, yeah. faint. And the dry fruit a little bit. And great construction. Look at that ash. The ash yeah. is phenomenal. I'll tell you, the time in that humidor at 62 definitely helped. Yep. Uh, bring this down to the right humidity. Agreed. You know, from where it was when I got it at the B&M. Do you, you know what I read somewhere? That a lot of people age sticks at a higher humidity level. Yeah. Right? Does that... New Worlds or Cubans? Cubans. Really? Cubans in particular. Oh, you drop them down in a tower a little lower? So in my tower, stuff that I'm ready to smoke, I I pull the 62. 
You right. put them up. And my my stuff that's in my long-term storage, like my Lusitania, Sir Winston, some of those things, I keep closer to 65, 65 66. Yeah. yeah. You know. Um, it, it at first, helps. I think it's easier to maintain that humidity. I think it's less work. What's your bottom shelf reading? It's curious. In my tower? Yeah. 63, 64. Okay. Which I keep my Padrones down there. And my uh, Davidoffs. And your middle range shelves are at 65? 62 on the okay. top. So as they go up, of course, yeah. it decreases. Yeah. But okay. I also have a fan in there that circulates, so yeah. it kind of keeps yeah. it consistent. But the bottom's a little higher. Mm-hmm. But I also, in my Padron boxes and my New World boxes in there, I have a couple Tatawahe boxes of the T110s that uh, Pagoda mentioned. Uh, I actually throw little 65 bovidas in the boxes ah. just to make sure that those specific boxes stay a little closer to 65. Good trick. Yeah. I Good tr- trick. I, you know what I try to do? I try to take out sticks that I'm going to smoke that week and take them and put them in a separate humidor. Mm. Yeah. A desktop. Keep, keep that at, yeah, desktop, desktop uh, mm-hmm. humidor and yeah. keep it at like 62 and just pick out of that. Nice. Smart. That usually helps. You Great guys idea. are so organized. I'm just impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for New Worlds, you know, New Worlds are sold often at 70, 70 because it's just convenient. But I think that all New Worlds, I'll, I'll go to my grave saying this, I think all New Worlds smoke better closer to 65 than they do closer to 70. Makes sense. I think, I think cigars always smoke better lower than they do higher. Yeah, I, I can just feel the cigar and like, Kind of like if you know, I mean, sh- there should be a little bit of give, and it should never crackle. Right. Like or it should not be of, overly spongy. Right. Should right. not. There should be a little bit of give. Yeah. And then you know you kind of know because it's hard to be like exact on sixty two. You you don't know how accurate the gauge is or how to keep that. But but when you touch the cigar, when you feel it, there should be a slight give. And then you know it's perfect. Just my two cents. No, I think you're right. I mean, and, and it, it also comes down to each smoker, right? Like, there's a lot of guys who like to smoke higher humidity cigars. You know, there's people who buy 72% Boveda. They like their cigars at 72. Not for but, me. But that burns. That doesn't burn late, right. I agree. But some people love it. Some people love it. They do, but I'll just say, look, you don't, you don't know until you try, and I think for guys who are keeping their new world sticks at 72 and that's worked for them. I guarantee that they've never actually bought a 62 Boveda or 65 Boveda and tried it at a lower RH and, and just tried to experience how that performs. And I say that because I'll give Gizmo credit for this. I mean, Cubans I've always kept at 62, but for new world sticks, I would keep more at 65, sometimes even as high as 68, but usually 65. And I've even had, I've thrown Padron's, in with a 62 Boveda and gone on vacation or even where I have them, sometimes I'm just throw loose sticks in my tower and it's like 63 where they are. They smoke better than they've ever smoked before. Wow. Ever. Wow. I think they really benefit from lower humidity. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. Well, the, the new worlds are less finicky. That's true. You can go up a little. They're not as delicate. Yeah. 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 The wrappers are a little bit thicker. But I just, Mm, sorry. Sorry, but when you say that, the thing I have a problem with, when you have New Worlds at higher humidity levels, they burn a lot hotter. When I even look at a Padron that, a perfect example, if I get a box that's shipped in and they have like a 65 or a 69 Boveda in them, and I'll smoke one you know, quickly without letting it really acclimate, because with New Worlds, it's easier to do that. Cubans don't try that. And it will just burn a lot hotter and the flavor gets a bit muddled, just a bit. Not, it doesn't ruin the cigar, but you lose the nuance. Then when it's kept at a lower RH, I feel like you're just getting every single note that you're supposed to get out of that cigar. So um, I, I can't speak highly enough to just keeping New Worlds even closer to Cubans than most people would probably expect. Mm. And it makes it e- easier for your storage situation to just keep all your stuff in the in the same range, you know, okay. as opposed to keeping stuff eight, you know, de, you know percentages of RH apart. You I'm know? taking notes as I'm planning my humidor. Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, inventory. in the next 24 months, when you get your humidor th- set up, do think, yeah, do you think it's gonna help? What my notes? Taking notes. Yes. 
Damn you. <laughs> you, you yeah. You got to know how to read, Bam. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got a remedial class coming up. I'm good. Summer school. Hey, but Bam's in summer school. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I got to say, the, the ash is very impressive on this yeah. thing. I, and I'm liking the cigar. Look yeah. at this. Yeah. Inch and a half in. Dude. I mean, it's, it's, we're stacking dimes. I hate that phrase. But it's for so the listener, true. we're stacking dimes. Bright white ash. Again, a very, very well-made cigar. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It is, and I'm sorry. The flavor is really settled in. It's very nice. I don't think it's too aggressive anymore. Nope. I'm getting so much flavor out of this cigar. Complex. I don't you know, feel bad. I didn't have a heavy meal before smoking this, and it's not making me feel yeah. jittery. or, or um, Everything's pleasant about this cigar yeah. right now. I'm really surprised. Very surprised. It definitely got a little sweeter. Yeah, yeah right? no doubt. I'll yeah. be honest. I was nervous. Oh, oh. There it goes. Just ashed all over Senator's garage. <laughs> it's a demerit. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, I was honestly anticipating that this was going to continue to increase mm. in strength and, and oomph. Me too. And I'm relieved that it hasn't. You know, that's, you know? that's, that's typical Tatuaje. Yeah. They start off really strong and full, a lot of spice, just like this one. And now it's starting to like, you know, get a little sweeter. The spice has gone, getting that nuttiness. So I'm curious how the last, or like the second half goes. You should sell these. You're very good at the description. Yeah. Very good. Well done. <laughs> Cheers. Do they sell these at Costco? <laughs> <laughs> they should. <laughs> I had a listener the other day, by the way, uh, send us, I think it was Grizzly Adams, sent us a link to uh, a Costco video of them describing why they keep the hot dog soda combo at a dollar fifty, and I was like, "This guy's a lizard." Mm-hmm. Is he from New Hampshire? By any chance? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Costco fan though. Come on. Yeah. It's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about changes to the whiskey industry, the cigar industry. I'm fascinated by what's going on in professional sports. And I know we've talked a lot about this in the past few months, not on the pod, but off the pod. And uh, it's amazing to me the dynamic, the power dynamic change that's happened between the league and ownership and the players, specifically in the NBA. Yeah, the NBA is is a league of prima donnas. It is. And it's amazing to me that someone can sign a, an extended contract and then go six months later, say, you know what? I want out trade me. That's the end of it. It's, it's really incredible. So like, what does a contract really mean? That's exactly my question. What substance does the contract have aside from holding the team to it? If the player so decides, are you talking but about Kevin Durant? I might be. <sighs> yeah, but it, but it happens all the time in the league. That's what I just feel so frustrating. I think KD is getting a bad rap, a little bit. Why? No. Oh, well, I think I, Kyrie Irving is the cause of all the problems there. Okay. And KD wanting out, if he's got a, a superstar teammate that's not willing to play a full fucking season, I mean, it, it's just a point of continuous frustration for him. Well, I think he could have been a little bit more aggressive with Kyrie to have, get, you know, should be vaccinated. And play all the games. You honestly think he's I mean, going to listen to KD? Yeah, but this is your career, and this is like this is a team. This is the Nets. This is the New York market, right? Yeah. I mean, put all that aside and get vaccinated and play the games. I mean, basically they lost. I mean, I mean they they could have done so much better. In the real world, if I had a staff member that behaved like Kyrie Irving, he would have been fired. Right. Okay. Yeah, and you would have said something to him though about it. Yes. This, Three this warnings. Is- Right, and you go through reviews, and then he'll he'll be out the door. Yeah. But then, then the other thing, like right in the middle of the season, right before the playoffs, James Harden is gone. Yeah, I mean, he was brought there for one purpose: to win, to win a championship. That's why KD and Kyrie got there, and they brought James Harden to be a part of the uh, the trio that would lead them to a championship. Well, I want to start. There's so much to unpack here. I want to start with where Gizmo started which is around the power that players have gotten in this league. And it happens in other sports as well. But the NBA is definitely the worst at this right now. It is astounding to me 
you have all these in this, you know, look, as much as LeBron James, one of the greatest players in the history of the game, there's no question about that. Um, not greater than Jordan, but one of the greatest. And it started when he built that super team and, and Pat Riley did with the heat. And you just have a league where all of a sudden players dictate where they're playing, who they're playing with. And it's as if, mm-hmm. why is there a general manager? Why is there ownership? If it's just the players are calling all the shots. I mean, you had literally LeBron James, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosch all meet up and say, we want to play on the same team together. And they're back channeling with Pat Riley and Pat Riley's putting all the pieces in motion to have those three there. And they said they wouldn't play anywhere else. That's where they wanted to be. You fast forward all these years later now to what happened with the Nets. You had Kevin Durant and his buddy Kyrie Irving talk about how they want to play together. And KD says, okay, I'm going to leave Golden State. I'm going to come to Brooklyn. And then tells the Brooklyn Nets all these pieces that he decrees need to be around him. And so he wants Kyrie there. He wants DeAndre Jordan, who was washed up at that point. He made them give him a $40 million million contract. That guy's at the end of his career. He hasn't done anything meaningful on the Nets. Then he went to two other teams. He did nothing at all on both those teams. That's true. And the Nets had to eat that huge contract. And there is a cap and a luxury tax in the NBA. So it's not like baseball where you could just accumulate, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in salary and have no like legitimate consequences as a result. So it just kills me that players have this amount of power. And then you have a team and a franchise like the Nets that says, we'll do everything that you ask of us, KD. And he is so happy that he voluntarily signs a four-year contract extension with no player option. So he doesn't get to decide he can opt out the last year or there's not even a no-trade clause where he gets to decide where he's traded if he's traded. Mm -hmm. He's so happy. He says, I'll give you four years, no restrictions whatsoever. You guys are in control. And then fast forward, like Gizmo says, six months later, and all of a sudden, no, I want out. I want to be traded. I I have a problem with that. It's not so black and white, though. Put Kyrie Irving right in the middle of that. It makes it very muddled. But here's where... So I, I'm sympathetic. Wait a minute. Kyrie, Kyrie is staying, right? For one more but, year. Yeah, because, year. Which is why Hold I on, have a Because no this. other team would take him. He had no choice but to sign right. that, that deal. Right. But that's that's all fine. So I, look, I'm sympathetic to the whole Kyrie is a problem. And so if I was Kevin Durant, I'd be frustrated too. But I have two problems with the way Kevin Durant's handled this. Number one, Kyrie Irving said that he will come back for the last season. He opted into that last year of his deal which means that Kevin Durant going into this uh, season has Kyrie Irving, has uh, Ben Ben Simmons, Simmons. Patty Mills signed a two-year deal with them. Great player. Yeah, he's great. You have Joe Harris, who's one literally three best three-point shooters in the history of basketball, who has now come back from injury and is going to be healthy. You actually have a solid team. And you have Curry. Yeah, you do. You have Seth Curry. Yeah. Big yeah, dog. That's a great mention. Seth Curry. Dynamic. So He's you, a dynamic you player. You have really good pieces. Now, who knows what's going to happen after that final year of Kyrie's deal, right? Then maybe it all implodes. But why not play out that last year with, with Kyrie there and see if you can win a championship? Yeah. And if it fails, that's fine. Then request a trade and move on. But I just find it so outrageous to say before giving that a shot. It's the first year they will all be healthy playing together. I find it crazy to be Post-COVID. able to say that. Post-COVID. Right. So I, when you put it, it that way, it, yeah, I kind of agree. KD should have stayed. I kind and, of agree. And, yeah. and the second yeah. point that I was going to make uh, on why I'm a little less sympathetic to Kevin Durant and all this, even if he's upset with Kyrie Irving, which I sure as hell would be if I were in his shoes, he's said and done nothing about it. I'm sorry. When you're the best player on a team, the same way when you're a leader of a company or an organization, you got to be a leader. If you see someone's not pulling their weight, Kyrie Irving has not played in more than half of the games in any of the three seasons that he's been in a, a Brooklyn net. I'm sorry. When you have a guy that is voluntarily sitting out games saying that he's solving social justice issues and all this stuff, that's wonderful. You have a job. You have money. You can hire and actually employ people that are passionate about those issues to go and do that work for you. It's crazy to me that every time Kevin Durant is asked, are you going to talk to Kyrie Irving? Have you discussed getting vaccinated with him so he can play on the court as you pursue a championship? I don't get involved in that stuff. Everyone makes their own personal decisions. So you can't gripe after the fact and say, I did nothing and wanted to say nothing about all of this, but now I'm angry that this transpired good the way point. it did. Very it's good bullshit. point. Yeah, yeah. Same, I, same thing happened at Golden State. Wiggins was not 
vaccinated. Steph Curry and uh, Draymond Green. Draymond yeah. Green. They made sure that he was. Yeah. yeah. They, yeah. They, got, they got it done. They were yeah. leaders. They said to him very simply, if you want a taste of a championship like we've had, right? He's won Klay uh, uh, Thompson and, uh, and Draymond Green. You want a taste of the championship. You want to become an all-star in this league. You're going to need to get vaccinated, pal. Yep. And what did he do? He got vaccinated. He made the all-star team. He had an amazing season. And he's got a ring on his finger now for it. That's leadership. Yeah. 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 The other yeah. thing that I thought was a little spiteful in the timing of, of what Kevin Durant did was Kyrie opted in. And then the next day, Durant said, I want out. So a so, day later. Well, well, he, he should he's be thanked for here, that. He like, should be thanked for that. Honestly, if, look, I, I'm a Nets fan. That was, a, that was a one gift that I will be grateful that Kevin Durant gave the Nets. If Kevin Durant would have demanded a trade before Kyrie Irving opted into that final season, yeah. then Kyrie Irving would have opted out, and he'd be a free agent. The Nets would get nothing in return for him mm-hmm. by waiting now that Kyrie's under contract, the Nets can trade him and get something for him yeah. the same way they can trade Durant and get a huge haul for him. So that actually was very helpful to the franchise. So that's true. the only thing I will have that's to true. thank him for. So what are the chances that actually KD is gone? I don't think very good at all. No. And that's where... I mean, what, what they would have to... He's too what expensive. Other, other teams too would expensive. have to give I mean, they're, to get KD. What, yeah. are they going to give him eight firsts? Yeah, eight right. first-round exactly. picks? Exactly. I, I mean, especially because the, the deal that really screwed Kevin Durant is Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Yeah. Rudy Gobert, the Minnesota Timberwolves, gave up four first-round draft picks and four players just for Rudy Gobert. It's crazy. So you might as well multiply that by two for Kevin Durant. That's what when you say eight draft picks, it's actually not crazy. <laughs> and let's not, by the way, forget the other New York team. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, we should forget Here comes about. Pagoda. <laughs> the best. Pagoda. Wait the a be- minute. The <laughs> best in class. You know what I heard today? What? Carmelo Anthony might be coming back Jesus. to the Oh, race. yes. It's full <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, I don't even know what to say. Just have a full-on reunion. <laughs> you know, bring Jeremy Lin back Alan for some Houston. insanity. Alan Houston. Have Phil Jackson become the GM again, or maybe Isaiah Thomas, and you guys will be back to last place in the league. <laughs> Listen, my opinion has always been that Katie really belonged to the Knicks. <laughs> but I just really, sorry, just to put a, a final point on this, I just hate how much power the players have at this point. I was years ago, you hear in all these leagues, the players are always complaining that the owners screw them over, and a lot of the times they're, they're in the right. Yep. But in the NBA, the power balance has shifted so aggressively to players, I don't know what the purpose of a general manager is anymore. Or a contract. Yeah. You hear about, look at the Lakers. Every time the Lakers make a move, every time it's LeBron James told management that they need to get this player. LeBron James approved Russell Westbrook coming on the team. These players should not have a say in this. This there's a reason someone's hired to be a general manager. And that was decisions. a disaster. Yeah. 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 Well, look at the NFL. I mean, aside from Tom Brady. the really really high level quarterbacks, yep. but Tom Brady never broke contract. No. Uh you know, it, the the NFL it's completely the opposite. It is, yeah. You know, when you sign a deal, you sign a deal. Nothing in the NHL happens like this. There there's certainly some holdout players here and there. Yeah. That that want a different kind of deal or a longer deal, but not this trade demand stuff that we're seeing in the NBA. And it, it, it's an interesting business, you know. It's it's an interesting change in the business. So, well, boys, we're into the second half of the Tatawahe, Broadleaf Reserva Regios. What do you guys think? Just like I suspected. Yeah, it's I good. The, I think the, the flavor it's has. Good. It's good. I I don't love it. Oh, I like it. I don't love it. At at the halfway, a little more than a halfway point, it's starting to, the flavors are starting to diminish for me. Yeah, it's kind of like eh to me right now. Not yet for me. That hasn't happened yet. I mean, I'm shockingly smoking this. It seems slower than Rooster and Giz, but I'm I'm not getting that yet. It's still just as flavorful as it's been. Hmm. How you guys liking the Angels and me now? With the ice, it's great. With the ice, right? It's opened up. It's great with the ice. Yeah, yeah. it has opened up nicely. You know what's really interesting about Angel's Envy of the Rye is that I typically have my Manhattans with rye. And the reason I have it, like if you get just a a typical, uh, you know, bullet rye, um, 
those ryes are less sweeter than the bourbons. So if you get a bullet bourbon and a bullet rye, you'll find that the rye to be less sweet, which is what I really enjoyed in my Manhattans, to make it a bit less sweeter. This rye is, you know, very sweet from that perspective. I guess this is probably That's, just meant to be uh, had with or like on the rocks something and, and you know where the sweetness comes from in this that that's finishing it in those the Caribbean rum, rum casts. that's yeah. right yep so we've had a couple of listeners ask and and i've sent emails and, and direct messages on instagram kind of pointing in the right direction but let's open it up because i think all of us have different retailers that we go to to purchase new world cigars and there's different you know places to find discounts and promo codes and coupons and stuff but what are some of your, just generally from a service standpoint, shipping, et cetera, what are some of your favorite retailers that, that you guys I I used to, to buy a lot from Holtz. Yeah. Okay. They're out of uh, Pennsylvania, right? yeah. I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they're a big, I think they're a big holder in Ashton, I believe. Um, You're a big Ashton guy, right? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they have... They, I mean, they have they have a lot. They have a lot of Davidoffs. They have a lot of Padrones that come and go. Uh, their prices on Padrones were actually one of the best prices I've ever seen. Then they started to creep up a little bit. Sure. And uh, Atlantic is another one. Atlantic Cigars. Yeah, yeah we love those we guys love for it. a great, while. Great site, Cigars International. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of companies out of uh, Florida. Smoke In. Smoke In. Yeah. 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 Um, Honest Abe. He's the owner of Smoke Smoke In, and they have some really good deals. If you're on their email list, like around the holidays and stuff, there's always great promos. And for some reason, he gets really exclusive access to random cigars or custom cigars for him from some of the major brands. Yeah. You know. And Senator actually loves RSVP yeah. cigars. <laughs> You told me about that. <laughs> and look where that got us. I've yet to get my boxes and same as you. He got his. I got him today. You got it? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Mine he hasn't shipped again, so I don't, I don't even know what to do with him. Another really good one is Cigar Page. It's free shipping. Really? Mm. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of Cigar Page. And uh, really, really good prices. In fact... If um, you like the EP Carillas, you know, the Encore, which I smoke quite a bit, um, the, probably the best prices were available at Cigar Page. I know a lot of people who use it. I was just going to say uh, one other that I hadn't heard mentioned, uh, Fox Cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, I had only recently discovered that site because they started stocking Padrones. And I think at first they maybe just had the 1000 Series line, which obviously we don't smoke that often. Um, but then they got in the 64 and I think even the 26 line and shockingly had, um, at least at the time I was on there, uh, some of the most competitive prices on like exclusivos and it was like 300 a box free shipping. Um, and I give them credit. I mean, they're not sticks that I would smoke. I think I've jokingly given one to rooster on Nish Patel cigar, but they, they will always, no matter (laughs) what you order, they will just include so many free cigars and a handwritten note. That's the other thing, which really? is amazing. Handwritten. Truly wow. handwritten. Yes. Thanking you for your business. They'll give you company swag and like at least five, if not, sometimes I've gotten 10 free sticks to try. That's awesome. Um, and they're not all bad. St- I mean, you know, again, not stuff I would smoke, but for someone who smokes like a My Father the Judge, like I know I've gotten that in a sampler. They're, they're name brand cigars. They're not random things. Right. Um, so I, I do appreciate the, the personal touch. And it's always nice, obviously, to get something back for, for what you're spending. Nice. And Atlantic, too, we have to talk about the VIP. You know, uh, yeah. what is it, 50 bucks a year, 50, 60 bucks 60 a year? 60 bucks. Yeah. yeah, so you're you're 5 bucks a month, you pay for the VIP for the year, and you get even better pricing that you can get on the retail. And I've found that during COVID, it crept up quite a bit, which I wasn't, we weren't happy about. Mm-hmm. And it's come back down. Yeah, and it's, right. it's a lot more competitive and a lot more... Uh, aggressive i would say oh really because i stopped using atlantic yeah it's actually gotten better it's actually gotten better so when they have availability i think that's the best source it got better because we stopped buying (laughs) (laughs) yeah we were buying a lot from them the other thing though on atlantic i think their customer service is the best of any new world retailer i've ever encountered um i'll never forget just one random story i mean we were buying so many padrones from them uh and their shipping's 
unbelievable. Yeah, one day, next day, next yeah. day it's for no additional charge. It's now, ridiculous. It, but that's because, by the way, it's coming from Pennsylvania. We're in Jersey, right? Right. So that's not going to be the case for all the listeners out there. But East Coast is one day, probably two days to the Midwest, three, four. You know, as you, as you get further totally. west, but still very, very good. Very yeah, good. But I say that because I think uh, Cigar Internationals in Pennsylvania. I think mm-hmm. Holtz is also there. And I usually would be two days for me. I mean, Atlantic was always the fastest. It was insane. You place the order, and we would crack up how within 30 minutes, it says your order has shipped. You have a tracking number. They already have packaged it, shipped it, label, everything's out the door. So I give them credit. And their customer service, I'll never forget, one time I had ordered, I think it was about three boxes of Padrones, and it must have been two weeks, and I realized, oh, my gosh, I never got my order, which is strange because it's normally next day. So I reach out to their customer service and I say, hey, this is really odd. I ordered these three boxes. It's been two weeks. What happened? And they look into it and it seems it got lost in shipping. So they're really apologetic. They overnight, um, the three boxes that I had ordered, they gave me a credit to use on their site just for having to wait. They felt bad. And they said, if the cigars ever make it there, just keep them. (laughs) Now, I thought for sure, obviously, I'm never going to see these cigars Fast forward a few days later, maybe five days later, boom, on my doorstep is the original three boxes I ordered. I Just amazing customer service. Wow. That's great. Wow. Wow. That's great. I'm glad you shared those with us. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was going to say, Rooster, that's the first I've heard of this. <laughs> I've heard of this. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and they also have a great price on accessories, by the way. Atlantic. It's true. Really? Yeah. So cutters, sliders. Yeah, you found some great DuPont yeah, the sales. Same, on there. same DuPont's, one right? that Giz has, the, the cutter and lighter. It's from them. Good price. They're like the Amazon of cigars. Yeah, man. It's true. The other uh, site that I've used that I like also out of Pennsylvania is bestcigarprices.com. I found they have some really, really best cigar prices. And if you find a retailer who has a better price on a cigar or a box you're looking for, They'll give you ten bucks off just for finding wow. a better price. Wow! So and and same thing, <clears throat> day or two shipping you have. And guys, don't forget cigars direct. Cigars direct, yes, out of Florida. I think they're out of Florida, right? I I don't know, but I remember you got excellent deals with the yeah, coupons. Yeah, good codes. Yeah, because the coupon codes available. Yeah, if you go on the site and you sign up for text engagement, they give you fifteen percent. There's different email engagement, promo codes, etc. You know, really good discounts. And what's nice about a lot of these retailers that we've mentioned is what I found on some of the folks that we haven't mentioned is when they give you a promo code, they limit the brands and the cigars you can use them on. Where all of the, the ones that we've mentioned today, you want Padrones, Davidoffs, you know, higher-end cigars. The codes work. No questions asked. You know, so it's good. Mm. Just don't order any New World cigars from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what happened, right? You, yeah. you were talking about RSVP. I mean, we, we ordered me, uh, Giz, and Puba some Millenniums. I mean, it took like three weeks just to get them. They couldn't figure out how to ship them. Yeah, they came by Cuba, by the way. So. <laughs> <laughs> just avoid Canada in general. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for the Canadians, man. I, I do. I do. Yeah, that's a great country. So, boys, what do you think of the Angel's Envy rye whiskey? Pretty good? Yeah, I think for what it is, pretty good. Yeah, I think, I think the price is throwing me off a little bit. Not 85, 90 bucks, not working, but... It's tasty, like we said, with the ice, it opens up nicely. Yeah. Yeah. You guys ready to do the uh, formal liquor rating on this thing? Sure. Bam, bam, you're up. Seven. Seven. I'll give it an eight, and, you know, it's not the same as how I remember it, uh, but an eight, yeah. This is hard, because I'm between a seven and an eight. And I'm trying to rate this based on what it is. It's a rye. That's its category. Um, it's, again, not something I drink very often or know a whole lot about. Um, so without ice, it's a seven. With ice, it's an eight. Well, for me, without <laughs> without ice, it was a six. Wow. Honestly. But that's most, I mean, let's be real. Uh, yeah. Most of the scotch we drink, we don't drink neat. Nope. We don't. True. Um. I'm going to round up and give this an eight. And the reason I say that, with my limited experience with rye, I remember uh, Grinder had brought and we reviewed a Whistlepig 
piggyback six year ride. Yep. You know? yep. And I really did not enjoy that. <laughs> really did not enjoy that. Um, where this, on that exact occasion I described, around a fire in the winter, I would have no problem drinking this. So I would give this an eight. I'm going to give it a seven. And the Composite Lizard score, boys, is a 7.5. Okay. Soft I mean, recommend. I, I, think that's right. Fine, right? I think that's fine. Yeah. 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 And uh, we're coming to the end here of the Tatuaje Broadleaf Reserva Regios in Robusto. Any final thoughts before we rate this thing? I think it's okay. Yeah, it has plateaued for me now. I'm about an inch and a half down to the end. and Yeah. Not, it's not offensive. No, no I, I just... It's not offensive. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. It's not offensive in any way, but no. the flavor that we were getting in the beginning, like the first third of the cigar, you're not quite getting that like now, right? Like yeah. the second half, it did kind of... The flavors did diminish for me. It was yeah. more tobacco and not... I kind of, you know, I wish that pepper thing... Yeah, it did subside and it got a little sweeter. But the the last third even lost that for me. So, so I'm with you in the the final third has lost uh, certainly the dessert like flavors I was getting in the middle of in the it. middle. Yeah, and like you said, Rooster, it doesn't have the spice that it did in the beginning. The only reason that I am giving this more credit than a, a lot of other tatuajes I've tried is in those other tatuajes the last third has been thoroughly unenjoyable. Unsmokable. Yeah. Exactly like Bam said. I yeah. would just put it down. There's not enough flavor. It's completely muddled. I have no idea what I'm supposed to get out of this. <laughs> this cigar, while it's not what it was in the first two-thirds, at least has enough that I'm not sitting here saying this is completely ruined the experience for me. So I would give this more credit than I would most tatuajes I've tried. Uh, but still fully agreeing that it's not where it was the, in the first two thirds. Yeah. I think the middle was the most enjoyable for me. The, the, yeah. The Great. middle third. Yeah. Delicious, actually. Yeah. It was yeah. delicious. Yep. Yeah. Pagoda, what are your final thoughts here before we rate this thing? Yeah. It's, it's not a cigar I would reach out for. Yeah. There's so many new worlds, you know. Yeah. And we've done a lot of them. You know, for the same price point, 15, 16 bucks. Yep. Um, did not speak to me as much as I thought of it. Even though it's within my flavor profile, so sure, yeah. So um, yeah, but I gotta say, I kind of I agree with what Senator's saying. Out of all the tatuajes, this is probably the most smokable cigar that they have, excluding the petit casdors. Yeah, like of course, the, that's like a, stellar, a normal size. A normal yeah, size. yeah, that's yeah. a stellar yeah. cigar. We all know that, but it's very smokable compared to the other, you know, vitolas that they have. Yeah, yeah. I'm ju- I'm just thinking about like for the price point wise, like about fifteen bucks for this stick. Yeah. What other new world kind of reaches above? Well, the El Senador was what, seven, eight bucks? Yeah. At the time? Same with the EP Carrillo El Senador. Yeah, that's the one I mean. Aging Room Quattro was what, 12, 13? Now, the Liga for eight or nine? Liga nine was awesome. Liga nine, that was a great cigar. How much was that again? It was a bit more more than like 1920. Yeah. But worth, for me, worth every dollar. It's true. Yeah. And that yeah. was a bigger stick. It was. Right. It bigger was. than this. It was not a Robusto. No. So, yeah. so that delivered yeah. a bit more flavor. Yeah. Than all the way down. All the way down. Yeah. All the way down. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it didn't change it. It was the same flavor yeah. throughout. Right. But I just say the reason I keep comparing this to other tatuajes, I think all the tatuaje Robustos are roughly in the same price point. Mm-hmm. Like a black label. I've had the Escasos. Those are all like 13 to 16 bucks a stick. So right around the price point that this is, and this was more satisfying to me than either of those cigars mm-hmm. were. Where in the last third, I wanted nothing to do with them. Has the has the price also gone up on New World sticks like it has. the Cubans? Mm, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, but not yeah. quite as much. Not though, as right? dramatically as Habanos has done, but I would say probably in the range of twenty to thirty percent. It, oh, has. it has that yeah. much. Let's think yeah. about it. We have never paid over three. We've never paid three hundred plus. For a box of Padron Exclusivos ever yeah. until the last year. Yeah. Another what, 330? Yeah. All right, boys, you guys ready to do the uh, formal lizard rating on this thing? Yep. Rooster, you're up. I'm going to give it a seven. I'm also going to give it a seven. I'm right with you guys. Seven. 
It's, it's so funny because a seven's the right score, I think. Yeah, so I'm at a seven. No peer pressure at all. Seven's a good score. No, we don't have to uh, <laughs> calculate that. I mean, I thought you would give it an eight. Me? Yeah. Um, a seven's fair. Yeah. I think it's fair. Yeah. Okay. I think it's a soft recommend. I think the price... If this was eight bucks, I think I would feel differently. Oh, yeah. But I think for the price, I think a seven is perfect. Agreed. Yeah, Agreed. And I think for someone who likes tatouage, this has got to be one of the most satisfying tatouages. And, yeah. like oh, there's I said, no, no doubt about it. The brick there's and no mortar doubt. I bought yeah. this from said this is one of the most popular ones that they sell. For a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Makes sense. All right, boys. A flat 7.0 for the tatouage. Broadleaf Reserva Regios Robusto. Good score. Yeah, yeah I would say try it. Yeah, give uh, it a shot. It's definitely worth trying. Yeah. Give it a shot. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, loungelizardspod, P-O-D, that's loungelizardspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>